Now, you, at first, you might think that this is completely irrelevant, and I'm gonna explain this and break this down into more detail because it will blow your mind, and most people never even think about this stuff. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. In this video, I wanna talk about the difference between demographics and psychographics and the reason why most people get all this wrong, most business owners get stressed about it, they don't really think through it effectively and why that can cost millions of dollars in business but also can cause so much stress and frustration can cause financial bottlenecks and a whole bunch of things. And I want to explain this in such a simple way that hopefully it will revolutionize your thinking because I know it did mine when I got it. First of all, let me explain why, especially when you're working with marketers or marketing teams, they will talk about the demographics and they'll say things like, the demographics are important. We need to know your demographics and who your demographics are. Now, I've just brought this up here. So I've got the, uh, the links here to sort of tell you the difference between demographics and psychographics. But essentially, a demographic is relating to the structure of a population. So we're talking about things like age, race, sex, gender. That's essentially what we're talking about with demographics. Now, that's important because when you're running things like Facebook ads and so on, you want to target a specific group of individuals. And that's why it's important. The problem is, though, is that most marketing agencies that I've worked with or most marketers that I've worked with, especially in my earlier days, they would talk about demographics and I would go, well, I don't know, like at the moment, I just want to make money. You know, we've we've got these males, females, they're all different ages. Like we have people who come to our events who are older. We have people who come to our events who are younger. They are business owners. Some of them aren't business owners. And so I would just have this such a broad idea of who our target audience were. And I really struggled because all of them were paying us money. And so at the time I thought, well, the best thing that I can do is just create this huge audience because then that way it opens it up to everyone and I'm gonna make more money. Now, this is a massive mistake that a lot of startups make, especially if they don't have a background in marketing or sales or business operations. Even people who have those backgrounds still make these mistakes. In fact, I see a lot of marketers making these mistakes when they're talking to business owners. When we're talking about demographics, they're very specific and it's important because when you're running ads, which sort of is, I think it's important, but not as important as a whole bunch of other things that I'll go through and I'll mention in a minute. It is, it, they are important, but where businesses and business owners struggle is that they really should be thinking more about the psychographics at first. Now, let me bring this up. So a psychographic, it says here, is a quantitative or a qualitative methodology used to describe traits of humans on psychological attributes. So we're essentially talking about their values, their attitudes, uh, their interests, their lifestyle. Now, this is so important. And I want to share this with a conversation that I had with one of our event attendees and show you the power of this and how important it is because he was struggling to really get the right customers into his business. He was having these massive financial bottlenecks and was figuring, uh, was saying that he really wasn't making a lot of money. There wasn't a lot of profit margin in what he was doing. He was highly skilled at what he was doing. He brought on a whole bunch of other people in his businesses as well. So it was a trade-based business. And he was just going around in circles and it was just stressing me out, burning out. Every time I spoke to him, he was just more and more stressed and frustrated, annoyed. He kept complaining and then he'd want to go on holidays and all that sort of stuff, which doesn't really solve problems. I'm assuming a lot of the listeners have been there with this as well, especially if they're business owners. So this guy was tired, frustrated, burnt out. He'd been working his backside off in his business and he just couldn't seem to break through with the right customers and also generating enough consistent revenue. And this one little conversation, I think, may have helped him massively. 
hence why I wanted to share it. So what I did was I said, let's have a look at what's going on right now. And we brought up his website. And on his website, it said in there right at the top, free no obligation quote. And I went, okay, fair enough. So he's obviously just trying to attract people who want a free quote. I don't know for what reason, but that seems to be the statement that he's making at the top of his website. So therefore he's trying to get as much traffic as he can. Um, so I would have assumed that his business model was high turnover of customers and lots and lots of small little jobs because he's offering this no obligation free quote. And that's his piece of resistance right at the top of his website. Then when I asked him, I said, look, what's like, who tell me about your target market? And he said, well, what we do is we work in the plumbing space. So we're plumbers. We will go out, we'll clean drains, we'll put taps in, we do new kitchen installs. And he's going through all of these things that they do. You know, we'll clean, um, I don't think it was gutters, but like essentially he did friggin' everything. It was a one-stop shop for plumbing. I said to him, who's your perfect ideal customer? And he said, well, really brand new kitchen installs. And I said, well, who specifically does those? Like who spends the most money with you? And he said, well, really they're people who are renovating their kitchens. They tend to be older. So they're, you know, baby boomers. They want to pay in cash or they just want to pay everything up front. They don't like lag on payments. They're really quite good. And if we could fill up our pipeline of those people, we would be cheering. When I showed him the website and I said, is this talking to your target market? I went to his Instagram page. I had a look and there's, you know, these young guys who are doing plumbing installs and they're showing, you know, bits and pieces of digging up footpaths and all of that sort of stuff. That doesn't relate to the target demographic at all. So this is why that it's so important. First of all, my suggestion is if you're in business, you need to know what problem you solve and you need to know how you help solve that problem. So if he's doing new kitchen installs, Stools, he really needs to think about what specifically is it that is the number one problem in our customer's mind when they're going to employ us. And it might be things like they don't want dodgy tradesmen. So how do you post relevant material to get around dodgy tradesmen? How do you give them maybe like a checklist or a cheat sheet or something like, are you building a brand new kitchen? Make sure you go through these 10 steps before you hire your tradie or before you hire your ideal plumber or whatever. So you're essentially building out your marketing pipeline to suit that perfect demographic. But the problem was he didn't know who he was serving. And then when he was working with marketing agencies, they were talking about demographics, which is, are they male or female? Well, to him, he doesn't really care because he has a psychographic, not a demographic, but no one had really ever spoken to him about psychogra psychographics. So I'll explain how this changed our business and why I love talking about this. We had a look at our audience and we started going through our psychographics. I'll bring them up here. It made it really, really easy because all we did was we looked at our already current ideal customers and we went, who pay on time? Who are the easiest to work with? Who are the most fun customers that we have? And so we started listing things like, I know personally, if people wanna come and work with me, the whole political correctness thing goes out the window because I'm a no talker, I just say things as they are. And if people don't like it, then they can get upset and act like a child and spit the dummy and that's fine. But I'm there to help people get results. So if people wanna get results and they're chilled out and they're open-minded and they're happy to take on board what I talk about, they're probably our ideal customer. So we start writing that down and we note it down. Not so politically correct would be one of our demographics. Another one is that we know that our customers are very driven and they're very determined. So I know that the majority of our ideal customers are normally driven in their career or they're driven in their business. Hence why even though I don't target elite athletes, 
I tend to get a lot of elite athletes who come to me for mental performance coaching because they know that they need that and they know that I'm a specialist in human behavior. We tend to get uh, the majority of our demographic is essentially business owners and entrepreneurial type people. But that's again, because they're smart enough to realize that marketing is human behavior, that sales is human behavior, that management is human behavior, that leadership is human behavior, and also their own self well-being as a leader in their company. And whether it's being the CEO or the director of the company, if their mindset turns to shit, their business turns to shit really, really quickly. And so they're self-aware enough to realize that probably one of the biggest factors that plays a critical role in their business is human behavior. And it starts with them and then spreads out into leadership and influence in their business, which I guess is one of my skill sets is, is communicating that as a as a teacher or as a coach or whatever, you know, whatever you want to call me. We know that our community is very driven and they're very determined. So we would write that down. We also know that they love having a coffee. So the majority of our community at all of our events rock up with coffees. Hence why we have these beautiful little cups here that we've just got. I've got my merch guy onto it. We've got cups which say Driven Mofo because we know that they're driven, but also they love coffee. I also know that the majority of them will have a glass of wine and don't mind having a glass of wine or a beer. So after events, we just had our Thrive Time event on the weekend. One of the things that we do after the events is we go out and we have some drinks and we have food with them all. Uh, they like food as well, so they like eating and they're our, they're our audience. We also know that they like socializing. They think the ordinary is boring and mediocrity is mundane. They don't mind profanity. You know, years ago when I used to try and be this perfectly slick, clean cut guy who used to wear a suit to my events because I thought that's what I had to do, we would have people who rock up and they would leave in the first 20 minutes of the event because I dropped F-bombs more than they've probably heard for the last year. But that was just me in my native tongue because I grew up around, you know, tradies and trade-based business owners who swore like crazy. So for me, that was my natural tongue and I didn't have to be something I wasn't. We also know that they're good referrers. Like if you look after them, they'll look after you by telling other people. So we know that the majority of our customers are really good referrers if we look after them and bring in the right demographic. We know that they don't mind a bit of grunt and determination and pushing hard. They tend to work. And we also know that they tend to overwork. They overstress. They take things too seriously sometimes. So there's some of the psychographics that we look at because it's really easy to identify the customers who are your best ideal customers, the ones that already pay you the most, that are the easiest to work with, you really want to have them in mind. So they might only be about four or five of them that you've had, especially if you're a new business, that you know that they're the great people you love working with, they pay on time, they're fantastic, everything seems to run smooth with them, they refer people to you. So you want to take them and look at what makes them a great customer, what do they like, do they drink coffee, do they drink wine, do they like beer, do they drink water, do they meditate, do they do yoga, or do they like going to heavy metal concerts? Like what are all those things? Now you at first you might think that this is completely irrelevant and I'm going to explain this and break this down into more detail because it will blow your mind and most people never even think about this stuff. So you grab those psychographics, now from there you can break them down into demographics which is like like, you know, are they, is the person who makes the final decision? Now, this is important. The decision-making process, is it made by the male or the female? Because that's important. Now, I know there's a lot of shit about gender and all that stuff going on these days in gender politics. Just try and keep it as basic as possible. Unless you're working with those audiences, then you can broaden it a lot more. But what I would suggest is that if you're, especially in a trade-based business or a business that specifically targets mainly females or mainly female uh, males, then just write that down. Don't be afraid to put that down because they're your audience. I know that um, at our recent Thrive Time event, we had about 70% males, but normally our events are around about 50% males, 50% females. But as we've tightened up our demographic, we, we tend to be getting more males. Now, I don't know if we need to adjust that because I don't mind working with either gender, but I know that if what I'm communicating is more attractive to males, I will target them more specifically 
especially through if our ad costs are low. You want to look at the demographics. So how much do they earn? You know, if for this person here, if they're retirees, were they on 100 grand a year before they retired? Were they on 50 grand a year before they retired? Were they more trade-based sort of people? What other things do you know about them? And you slowly start to create a document. Now, I would say that if you're building this, build it over a year. Put down what you know and then refine it. What most people do is they freak out. And I know I used to do this. I would freak out because I'd go, Shit, I don't know whether it should be males or whether they should be females or you know how much money they make. I don't really know. And so I just avoided doing it, which is a really bad idea, especially if you've got a business that you're growing. What you want to do is you want to spend the time and write down what you know and then build upon it. And if that means that you build upon it every week, then build upon it. Sometimes you go out and do a job and you're talking to this person. They're giving you insights. They'll tell you about their problems. They're telling you about their frustrations. They're telling you about why they've hired you and what pisses them off about other people in your industry. Go home and document that because you will need that. And I guarantee you will use that in the future and it will put you ahead of other people in your industry. You build out your psychographics first, okay? The general values that the person has, like that they have kids and family's important to them and career's important to them. So we know with ours, that career and business is really important to our ideal customers. And as I mentioned, they tend to be really driven people. So they're the people we wanna target. So I don't wanna talk about like meditating and sitting around and doing all with life because that's gonna irritate our ideal customer. Our ideal customer wants to know how to get more done in less time, but also have good weekends, hang out with people because they tend to be more connection driven. They're probably going to have a couple of coffees throughout the week with mates or with friends. They're probably going to have a glass of wine on the weekend. They like having good quality food. They tend to look after their health as well. So we don't tend to get a whole bunch of people who their whole life is falling apart because their health has turned these are people who normally want to improve their health. They might not have the world's best health, but they want to improve their health because they know that energy is important for their drive and their determination, their ability to think through things and their ability to handle stress. They're normally uh, married or have a long-term relationship. Um, the majority of them have two kids. Now, that doesn't mean that all of them do because I don't have kids, but I also know that our target demographic does. So there's some things that we want to think about. Now, we also get people who are younger. So I mean, we get 18, 19, 20 year olds who don't have kids, aren't even in a relationship, come to our events. But we know that our core demographic, when we're messaging and writing stuff to them, that you know we might mention kids or something like that, uh, or even maybe wanting kids in the future. So I know I'm going at a million miles an hour here because I've just got so much that I want to talk about. And I could probably do you know a whole week's long event just on this. I know uh, recently in our business and entrepreneur odyssey that we that we run. Um, in that, it was three days where I just went right over marketing, branding, and strategy of implementation to grow more leads and to grow better quality leads in your business. And this is from all the mistakes that I made uh, with working with marketing agencies and marketers because the majority of them will tell you that they can do that, but very few of them can actually pull it off really, really well. Uh, if you're listening and you're a marketer, I hope that you're one of those people who can really pull off good, high quality leads and drive the right traffic to the right businesses. But also it comes down to the business owner because if you don't know who your ideal customers are, then the marketers that you hire aren't gonna be able to deliver what they need to deliver. So once you build out your demographics, you wanna go back over and think about how do we stand out from others? So going back to the plumber, when I was talking to him and he was saying about the no obligation free quote, yet his target audience are specifically older people. They tend to be couples. This is the house that they've retired in. They want a brand new kitchen. They want a brand new bathroom. So they, they're doing renovations. They might have other tradies that come in. All of those things. Now you've got a whole new idea about your business model because this person, I said to him, why don't you have on the front of your website, a downloadable tradie, um, like implementation guide or whatever, which is almost like a checklist of all the things that you need to ask trades 
if you're doing a brand new kitchen renovation or a bathroom renovation and need to hire good quality tradies. Because what that does is it shows that you're the expert and also you're, you've got great knowledge and you understand your customer. If you're just offering a no obligation free quote, everyone else does that as well. Like when I look at the majority of trade-based businesses, the majority of them are so predictable. Okay, so it's free quote. The other thing is been around for 20 years. Well, your customer doesn't give a shit. They would just want a good job. So they don't really care how long you've been around. It might show that, yeah, you are, you're, you're not someone who just rushes in, does the job and gets out. But at the same time, the customer would expect that you could do a good job. Price, they might have 10% discount or whatever. But at the same time, you're cutting your margins, which is also putting strain on the business, which is stupid. So that's not a great idea because you're essentially in a race to the bottom for customers. You take on more customers, but you'll lose money. And so you, you go broke eventually. You're a competition's dream because they're waiting for you to go bust. So I said, why don't you develop this cheat sheet? Then from there, what I would do is create a whole bunch of different videos about things that you need to know if you're hiring trade-based businesses. So now you're educating your customer on how to hire someone who's good, which is exactly what you do. And so you wanna to explain to them what they need to know so that when they're making the decision, they make the right decision. But your business is going to be the right decision because it solves all of the things that you've already spoken about. Because people buy when they know you, they like you, and they trust you. The way you get people to buy, though, is by understanding them. You've got to understand their problems more than they understand their problems. You've got to understand their lifestyle better than they understand their lifestyle. And so if these are older people and they love traveling and they, they're doing a brand new renovation and this is going to be their dream home, you might think about what add-ons you could do as well as a bonus. So instead of doing 10% discount, you might do something where they might get extra fittings for cheaper and then do a joint venture with the place where they go and get fittings. So then now you're working with these other, other people. You might have a whole bunch of other trades that you recommend. So they come to you and you've got the tiler, you've got a whole bunch of other people, which you might not employ, but you'll send them there and take a little bit of a cut. So that could also be part of it. If they like wine and they like traveling, if they do their renovation and they spend over $20,000 with you, you might send them on a wine, a wine weekend away and do a joint venture with a winery and so they, you send essentially them customers, they pay you a small percentage of that, or at least provide you with free wine if you like it, for every customer that you send across. And you might be able to send everyone on a weekend away after their kitchen's done. And they have to use it within 12 months, but they get a weekend away, they get wine, all of that stuff. That's probably gonna be like a retiree's wet dream. Like you, you're helping them right here. So you really wanna think through your demographics and your psychographics. Start with the psychographics first, really understand your customers before you even worry about demographics. When you do that, you will build such an effective business model that it's epic because you'll know more about your customers, you'll know more about your target audience, you'll know exactly what they like, what they don't like. Now, if I was a 65 year old retiree who had a heap of cash because I've been working my whole life, I've got my superannuations come in, you know, I was making $100,000, $150,000 a year, I love traveling, but at the same time I wanna do my kitchen, I'm not gonna go with the guy who's the no obligation free quote and just ring up five people and get them to come out and quote it and the best person I sort of like is the one that I'm gonna pick or the cheapest price. I'm gonna go with the one that says, if you spend $20,000 or more with us, you get a free weekend away, um, you get wine, all of that stuff, plus here's a cheat sheet to help you to do your whole renovations and all the things that you need to know, plus watch these five videos before you even start your renovation so you know how to hire the right professional, what to look for, what not to look for, what to avoid, and you've already built this amazing relationship with them where they trust you, you've given them everything that they need, and now when you're doing the quoting or when you're going out there doing it, 
you're essentially answering all the questions and overcoming all the objections that they have because you've already given them the things that they need to ask in the videos, which makes the owner feel empowered and want to give you money because they feel like they're in control. All of this stuff works so well. And when you do that, you'll just have customers streaming into you because you understand the psychographics of the customer. That's why I wanted to share this because it, it changed our business. When we realized that we weren't working, um, like originally when I started working in the personal development industry and I came from the personal training industry, the majority of my clients were female. We had a few people that were, were corporate in business, but the majority of them were, I, I guess you could say, weren't really driven. After a while, I realized that they were telling all their friends because we were working on mindset and a lot of them had mindset problems because they weren't doing anything in life. They weren't achieving anything. They didn't really have goals. They didn't really have ambition. So I was starting with them at ground zero. Instead of now, I normally start with business owners or people that are driven who are already working too hard. They're burning out. They're stressed. They're tired. They're not getting the results that they want in life. They're not clear on their purpose and what they're trying to achieve. They don't really understand their mission and where they're going in life. They don't really understand performance psychology and all the tools that they need in order to become a great leader or to empower others around them, especially if they're building teams. These are all the things, and, and also themselves, by the way, because normally the worst enemy that they have is themselves. Um, and their own mental chaos and their own self-talk. So all of these things here, once I got clear on that, I went, our events are full of the wrong people. These aren't the people that I enjoy working with. These aren't the people who are gonna go hard. These aren't the people who are gonna get great results. And also these people are gonna walk out to the world. These are our old audience. They're gonna walk out to the world and say, I've done a mojo event and they won't have any results. So their friends that are driven are gonna think, well, why the f would I go to an event like that? We were repulsing the wrong people and attracting the wrong people. Remember in your business, you can't have an attraction strategy without a repulsion strategy. So you have to know who are the people that you're going to repulse and who are the people you're going to attract. There is no such thing as a law of attraction without a law of repulsion. This is just basic physics and basic science. So you need to know who you want to repulse. I want to repulse lazy people. I want to repulse people who have no money and complain all the time and just bitch and moan and like, we're struggling, we want a handout. They're not our customer. Our customers can normally drop the cash straight away because they want the results and I can give it to them really, really quickly. They can implement it and off they go. They will normally get great results, which then means their friends go, wow, how did you get those results? They're going to refer people because they're already getting the results and they're going to be walking examples of what I teach, which also means they're going to inspire me because... They're people that I look at and go, wow, they're getting great results in their life too. I better keep pushing hard in mine. So this is why these psychographics is so important. And it's something that's not really taught well. And it's not something that most people think about when they're building a business. And it's not something that most marketers or marketing agencies really even ask or think about, but you really want to get onto that. So first of all, what I would suggest, here are some questions here. I know I've been talking for a while, but I think this is uh, really valuable. First things first is like, what do you know about the person who you're targeting? or the people who you're targeting. If you're gonna build out a couple of different psychographics or a couple of different demographics, build them individually, don't sort of mash them together. So one of ours I've got here is Shane. Shane's a tradie, uh, Shane's a business owner. He's got a couple of staff who work underneath him. He's 37 years of age, he's got two kids, he's married, they've been together for 13 years. He's driven and determined, watched sport. He's into motor racing, football and rugby. He's uh, community focused, loves local sport, loves going to his local cafes uh, and, and pub. 
uh, also wants more money and greater freedom. Freedom is his driver, blah, blah, blah. And so that's one. But we've got four or five different uh, psychographics and we've got four or five different demographics as well. So build them individually. The next thing is what does Shane wear? You need to know what he wears because if you're a person who is selling to, let's say, trade-based businesses and you rock up in a suit and tie, you're already creating a repulsion force because they're going to think you're a wanker. But if you're someone who rocks up in tracksuit pants and a hoodie, into professional business meetings with high-level CEOs and directors, then they're going to think you're a wanker and don't take this stuff seriously because you can't even dress properly. So there is a repulsion force that happens with the target demographics. So for us, we're sort of in the middle. We're normally jeans and t-shirt or jeans and a collared shirt. Sometimes I'll wear chinos or something like that, but very rarely will you ever see me wear a tie. I think the last time I wore a tie was like, I don't know, maybe six or seven years ago. I just don't wear one. Um, cause it's not, it's not how I dress, but I'll dress up a little bit if I'm going into the corporate space for a little bit. And I dress down a little bit if I'm going out, especially to work sites and stuff with some of the trade-based businesses, but normally jeans and a t-shirt is my casual wear and what I normally wear. So you really want to think about this cause it's going to be important because your advertising shows those people. So if you're running a business event for tradies and you've got a dude with a suit and tie on, you're already, you've already lost the audience that you want. What is this person at? Uh, I wrote passionate, but just be careful because at my events, I teach that the word passionate means to suffer. So if you go and have a look at the original etymology of the word passion, it means to suffer. And that's because we chase highs that we don't see the lows and it causes us to crash. I go into this more in my advanced events because if you don't understand this and you keep chasing your passions, you'll probably burn out. But you can use that word. So what is Shane passionate about or what is Shane like? You know, for us, it's growing a business, succeeding, achieving wealth creation, financial stability, experiences, travel, and so on. We keep going. What's Shane's biggest desires or what's your target demographic's biggest desires? What are their personal problems? That could be a huge list. Ours, there's a big list. What does this person believe is the solution? So what have they already tried? What have they? What are they looking for? What are they worried about when they're getting a solution? What are their goals, their dreams, and their desires? These are all the things that you want to think about. What are their biggest challenges to say yes? Like the, the most common objections that I get when I'm on the phone is I'm too busy, which is the reason why they need to work with us because they don't know how to effectively manage their time and lead people. The other one is money's a problem because cash flow is always a problem uh, in their businesses. That's a common problem that we have, but it's also another reason why they need to work with us. So we need to provide a solution to that for them. For ours, it's pride. Like people who run businesses don't like admitting that they've got a problem and they'll try and find ways around with having to work with others so that they've got to admit to themselves that they don't know what they're doing. So a lot of people could be pretty ignorant uh, in our industry, in our space. This is how I make content around these topics to open people up. But anyway, you want to think about the challenges. Uh, where does Shane hang out or where does your ideal customer hang out? Where do they spend the time? Or where do they spend their time? What do they spend time watching? What do they read if they read? And then also what repulses them? Like I know that the people in our audience, our target demographics um, and psychographics, the things that really frustrate our audience are lazy people, people that are entitled. Uh, I call them corporate jerks who think that their shit doesn't stink. And, you know, these are the same people who are prim and proper Monday to Friday and on Friday nights, they're in their suit and tie at strip clubs, you know, snorting lines of coke and getting off their face. They live these different lifestyles. So we know that the things that repulse our audience are lazy people, entitled people, uh, people who can't think for themselves, corporate jerks, uh, victims, people who blame blame everybody else, uh, people who want something for nothing, political correctness, incompetent people, people that are arrogant, all of those things. So we've got a huge list of all the things that repulse our audience. So we want to use those repulsions and the attractions so I can talk about you know, why lazy people are people you want to avoid because our target audience will go, I'm with you. And they feel like they're understood. They feel like they're heard. So this is why this is important.
What do they spend money on currently? Business info, what are their business goals what, for ours because they're business owners? What are their business problems? How can we help? Like, what do we offer to help? What are the solution to those problems? And so slowly you build this list out. I'll go through these again because I'll stack them because I know I just sort of kept talking. But first of all, you want to get their personal information. And these are, to these are headlines that I create. And then I just keep adding stuff to them as I find out more about the person. What do they wear? What are they passionate about? Or what do they love? What do they like to do? What are their biggest desires in life? What are their personal problems? What do they believe are their solutions to the, their personal problems? What are their goals, their dreams, and their desires? What are their challenges in life? Where do they hang out? What do they spend time watching and doing outside of work? Uh, what repulses them or pisses them off or frustrates them? What do they already spend money on? If they're a business owner, what businesses do they have? What goals do they have in their businesses? What are their business problems? How do you help them solve their business problems? What, re, uh, what unique results can you get for them? And so on. So you can keep building that out. Anyway, I really hope this helps. I know there are so many business owners out there who really struggle to understand this. I just wanted to give an overview because I've just found that so many business owners struggle with this idea of uh, demographics when really they should be uh, starting with the psychographics and building that out first and then finally tweaking the demographics. And if you're going to work with a marketing agency or a sales agency and they really need to know who your core customer is, at least you can start with something that's 90% there and they can help you refine it instead of them coming in and asking demographics and you just go, well, shit anyone who will pay us, which doesn't help them. So then it's all trial and error and you waste a lot of money and go around in circles and it's really frustrating. That's what I found anyway. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this video. Look, I just keep doing these videos because most people waste their lives and I just don't want you to be one of them, especially if you're a driven person or a driven mofo out there. As you know, we call our community the driven mofos. But if you're a driven mofo, I just don't want you to waste your life because most people will. Most people work for retirement. They hate the work that they do. They're frustrated. They go around in circles. They don't have the health that they want. They don't have the mindset that they want. They don't have the friendships that they want. And I, I want you to build the lifestyle that you want. So anyway, thank you for joining the Underestimated Entrepreneur. And look, if you haven't already subscribed, hit that subscribe button. And I look forward to seeing you back here on the next video.